Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. I'm Alpha. We can be as badass as we want. We now live in a nation where doctors destroy health, lawyers destroy justice, universities destroy knowledge, governments destroy freedom, the press destroys information, religion destroys morals, our banks destroy the economy, the inability to defend on all of these fronts, be it voter suppression. And you can go down the line. You can go down the line. Good evening. I'm Alpha. This is the Alpha Show. Now, the master of common sense, take no prisoners in politics and game making. The man from Chicago who's got their numbers. This is Advanced Urban Political Talk Radio with Alpha. Here's Alpha. Good evening. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Show. Here at TruthWorks Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. It's been a very jovial, happy, give it a name. A lot of us are all smiles. A lot of things happened this week, and um, they're not all good, but I would say they're about 95% good and 5% aggravating, things that will piss you off, but... um, before we jump into the weeds, 516-666-9516, if you want to participate, congregate, and whatever, if you want to join in with me, give me a call. If you have something to say, press 1. That's 516-666-9516, and press 1. So you can get into the host queue, and I'll know you have something to say. I, You know, it's like I've got two hours to say this. Well, an hour 55 to say this. And I seem to be 
holding off saying it because um, of the juvenile in me, the child in me. <laughs> that son of a bitch lost again. He lost again. And it's not the final loss. No, 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 no. Someone said he was like Friday the 13th. Jason from Friday the 13th. No matter how many times you kill him, he just keeps coming. That's why he must be prosecuted with extreme prejudice. I don't believe that the signatures to this Texas lawsuit, the 18 um, AGs and the 106 House representatives, I believe the 106 House representatives should not be seated for sedition for violating their oath because that's what this is. You go to court with utter nonsense. You lose. You're one for 55. So you've lost 54 cases. The only case that you have won is to stand closer, closer, to the people counting the ballots. It's pathetic. But then, so is this president. And I call him the um, the caring president. <laughs> the caring president. And you have to really understand uh, I'm, I'll, let me listen to this clip, and I'll get your thoughts on the other side. And I'm not Trump. President Karen is now yelling at the manager, demanding to see the manager's manager. The good news, I think, is President Karen has continued to mismanage his post-election day whining and is getting his head handed to him in court. The bad news, I think... His next plan will be Trump in 24, and that is today getting traction, which I'll address in a moment. Yes, on Twitter, Trump is trying to foment the violent overthrow of what will shortly be the duly elected government of the United States of America and should be charged as such. And he is also still trying to overthrow the government by judicial coup. But his only court victory so far was to briefly delay counting in Philadelphia so that his kibitzers there could stand a little closer to the vote counters. He lost a bid to stop the count in Michigan, which shows how bad his lawyers really are, because they had already completed the count in Michigan. And when he sent Kellyanne Conway out on Fox this morning, a lot of analysts were fooled into thinking she and the lame duck president were being reasonable. Quoting her, they spent three years investigating the president, impeaching the president. We can't wait three hours, three days, three weeks to get a result. What is the rush? That is not backing away from either Trump coup attempt. It's softening people up for what they hope will be a month in court before a winner is declared. Still, the overall legal picture is this. 
Trump's tweet claiming the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania was laugh-out-loud funny, written in the kind of pseudo-legalese you get in one of those crown princes of Nigeria fishing spam. And speaking of laugh-out-loud funny, President Karen also sent Rudy Giuliani out in public to argue his case. And Giuliani actually screamed, do you think we're stupid? Do you think we're fools? Permitting all of us to pause and say, oh my, yes, we know you're stupid. We know you're fools. We're only wondering if you're wearing pants. Trump is fighting on too many legal fronts, with too many oafs like his own sons and Giuliani, and with too many bad results and too many vote count mountains. I think he's done. On the other hand, I think we're now back to Trump 2024. Permit me to remind you of the best case scenario I have been predicting for months and first mentioned here in the second of these commentaries on October the 8th. It is that either by dint of an immediate and conclusive Biden victory, which obviously did not happen, or as a final middle finger extended to American democracy and decency, and because he has become addicted to the adoration, that Trump would finally utter a breathless sentence sounding something like this. I concede and I'm running for president in 2024. The rallies start next Friday. The following appeared over the bylines of Peter Baker and Maggie Haberman in the New York Times. I have not seen it reported previously. Quoting, for months, as his chances of being reelected dwindled, Mr. Trump told advisors, sometimes joking, sometimes not, that should he lose, he would promptly announce that he was running again in 2024. Two advisors said they anticipate he will make good on that declaration if his challenges fail and is defeated, a move that, if nothing else, would allow him to raise money to finance the rallies that sustain him. The rallies that sustain him. Very, very apt. Frankly, Trump's response to the rallies is the closest thing to typical human behavior that we have ever seen from this warped, semi-human individual. People like to be applauded. Nine out of ten of us are hams. Three years ago, to my surprise, I was asked to dance with Michael Moore live on stage during his Broadway show. As I waited to go on, I seriously thought about turning and fleeing. But after the experience, they asked me to come back to the show and dance once again. The volume of the endorphins of egotism released was so great that I not only said yes, but I brought a special glittering smoking jacket with me to wear while dancing with Michael Moore. Before his victory in 2016, Trump had openly mused about continuing the rallies, win or lose. Now, of course, they would serve an additional and darker function. Whether his assumption that he could win the nomination in 2024 is realistic or yet another delusion, either way, the rallies would permit Trump to continue to live in the only world in which he can now function, this alternate universe he and his sycophants and his cultists have created. But he's not the only one living in that world. Why have 69 million Americans voted for him? Why, in the middle of a pandemic that claimed 1,616 lives yesterday and added 108,000 new infections. Why did exit polls show that two out of every five Americans claim they are better off now than they were in 2016? Because they now have a collective hallucination to share. Nobody asked by a pollster, are you better off than you were four years ago, has to show a bank statement or a note from a psychiatrist to prove it. 
if you need to convince yourself that COVID-19 is not really a threat to you and your loved ones and that your go-nowhere job will someday make you a billionaire, what greater blessing could you receive than a leader who tells you you are right and everybody else is wrong and, in fact, it's all a political conspiracy against you? And now, mix in what a defeated Trump's message will be for the next four years. Biden is lying about you needing to wear a mask. Biden is... And there you have it. That's President Karen. He is salting the earth. He is burning everything down as he exits to leave. The Supreme Court rejected the Texas suit today. And he's so distraught that he won't even go to the White House Christmas party. He skipped the Christmas party. I'm one for kicking him when he's down. So, here's another kick in the head. How about uh, subpoenas for a grand jury in the state of New York, Letitia James, Cy Vance? They're already speaking with people from Deutsche Bank. And they're pretty far out ahead of um, his exit as the president. In short, they'll be waiting for him. But he's going to flee to Florida first. Then he's going to fight extradition. Like the true criminal and coward that he is. At some point, when I say prosecute Trump with extreme prejudice, that's what I mean. Go after him wherever he runs. Go after his children wherever they run. Did you know Hunter Biden is under FBI investigation? They're looking at his taxes. But there's not an investigation on Ivanka. And Donald Jr. And Eric. He will hand out pardons like they're Time Magazine and that pissed him off to no end. Time Magazine's man person of the year, man of the year and woman of the year, goes to, no, no, I don't need a damn drum roll. It goes to President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. So Trump is pissed off about that. The only time coverage that he has are the ones he's printed for himself. The only Nobel Peace Prize 
that he has are the ones that he gave himself. He will go down in the dustbin of history as a traitor and basically as a coward. He's done nothing but divide this country. And his followers are so rabid, so radical. And what is the first thing they do? They project the Senate race. Warnock. They're attacking his religion, but oh, don't you attack Amy Amy Coney Barrett's religion getting into the Supreme Court. A liar, by the way, when she sat in her Senate confirmation hearings. At some point, the gloves have to come off. You cannot withstand attacks like this. And I ran a couple of couple of clips about the dismissal of this very frivolous suit. And it wasn't unanimous. It was seven to two. And um, Alito and Thomas were the two defenders. And they dissented because they were being naturalists. uh, the Supreme Court had to. They were duty-bound to hear arguments on the suit. The other seven members said, get that out of here. But um, these are two minutes long, not, not long. And I want you to hear them. Breaking news tonight, the Supreme Court has indeed rejected the last-minute Hail Mary attempt to overturn the presidential election that came from the Attorney General of Texas. In its order, the court noted the state of Texas's motion is denied for lack of standing under Article Three of the Constitution. Texas has not demonstrated a judicially cognizable interest in the manner in which another state conducts its elections. The decision effectively puts an end to Donald Trump's most absurd attempt to stage a coup. It was an attempt that had the backing of... Breaking news tonight, the Supreme Court has indeed rejected the last-minute Hail Mary attempt to overturn the presidential election that came from the Attorney General of Texas. In its order, the court noted the state of Texas's motion is denied for lack of standing under Article Three of the Constitution. Texas has not demonstrated a judicially cognizable interest in the manner in which another state conducts its election. The decision effectively puts an end to Donald Trump's most absurd attempt to stage a coup. It was an attempt that had the backing of many in the Republican Party. 126 House Republicans, 20 more than yesterday, 
had signed on to support this bananas Texas lawsuit. That even came as Donald Trump let a little reality puncture his fantasy bubble in a tweet today in which he referenced the Biden administration, while again begging the courts to negate millions of legal votes and allow him to remain in power. The list of House Republicans supporting this farce reads like a laundry list of predictable Trump sycophants and lackeys and people who want to inherit the ride-or-die MAGA superfans. But it's actually, quite frankly, terrifying. It now includes the top two Republicans in the U.S. House of Representatives, Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy and Minority Whip Steve Scalise. It also Now... Can someone please tell me, how do you deal with these people? They're basically guilty of sedition. They knew that these actions were frivolous. But are they done? No. No. Uh Uh-uh. Just like Friday the 13th, Jason and Friday the 13th, they are not finished. And here's why. Do you think that essentially will be the last act? No, it won't be the last act because the last act is going to take place, let's hope, on January 6th when Congress meets in joint session under the 12th Amendment of the Constitution. We receive the electors that are being uh, the electoral votes that are being cast on Monday, we will receive them. They're brought before the Congress in joint session. The Senate president, who is the vice president of the United States, Pence, will be presiding. And at that point, the president's next move is he's trying to get Republican members on both sides, on the House side and the Senate side, to object to the counting of electors coming in from Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Georgia and Michigan, the swing states that they're upset about. And if they can indeed get uh, a bicameral objection filed by members uh, under the Electoral Count Act of 1887, the House and the Senate will have to resolve separately into our chambers to consider um, the basis of their objection. And undoubtedly, there will be lots of flowery Giuliani-style rhetoric about fraud and corruption and nonsense with no evidence behind it. Um, The House will undoubtedly vote to reject this objection. Uh, It's unclear what the Senate will do. If both houses reject it, it's over. If there's a split between the House and the Senate, under the Electoral Count Act, it goes to the certificate of ascertainment of the governor of the state where the objection is brought uh, against. And so, uh, fortunately, I think the governors of all those states will stand by the legitimate constitutional process, the election process of Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Georgia, um, as the officials, both Democratic and Republican in those states, have been standing by the formal electoral process. Um, You know, there are these farcical dimensions to the whole thing. You know, my big sister, CEO, um, boss, secretary, she wears many hats. Was she always trying to start trouble? <laughs> she has in the chat room, how many years have you been calling for gloves off to come off? 
She's absolutely right. She is absolutely right. I've been calling for them to play hardball because um, the other side is playing hardball. The other side has a bat. We have dictionaries and feathers. And we'll lose every time. Anyway, here at Truth Sports Network, the truth must be spoken more than once. Repetition is how they win. They say foolish lies over, over, and over until it sinks in. Is their calling card They lie and lie Until you accept it They lie and lie Until there's no more resistance For years I've always said Republicans don't go home And we will see the same thing January 5th. Democrats must come out as strong, if not stronger, in these two Senate runoffs to at least get Mitch McConnell out of the picture. The one thing I can count on, the one thing I can assure you is they don't get the majority and they don't have the lead in the Senate four years of stagnant nothing. And I do mean nothing. They are not bashful. They are not shy. We've seen it before, but it was eight years of nothing. And Barack Obama had to actually go with what he did early because he had 59. You see, we as Democrats, as progressives, when we have power, we don't know how to act. We don't know how to govern. We don't know how to shove it down their throats. We are always concerned about what it looks like. But when Republicans have power, like Donald Trump did, he shoved it down our throat, and he didn't care about all the feigned indignation because we could do nothing about it. And that should be, and that should definitely say a great deal about a great deal of all of this. You have to fight them on your battlefield. You have to fight them on your terms. You cannot let them leave in the battle and then go fight them. 
And Janice brings up a great point. I wish she quit typing it in the chat room. We would prefer to hear her speak on it. 516-666-9516. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice for me to see the board light up? And it'll be my big sister. And all I'll be able to say is, Oh, my God! That's right. The genesis is right. They ought to threaten their positions. And force them to explain themselves, to explain their violation of the oath of office. I'm sure they will think twice next time. And in each one of these states, these attorney generals now, the attorney generals are Republicans, and they are in a con- Republican-controlled state. So I don't think um, impeachment is. <laughs> I don't think I don't think impeachment is is on the board for them. I don't think it's in the in the cards for them. I don't think you'll be able to impeach them. You know, I also want to speak on Joe Biden's, President-elect Joe Biden, some of his picks. Well, at least one of them. Joe Biden has picked um Bill Sack. To hit the agricultural whatever he did. And Bill Sack is the guy who allowed Breitbart, a Breitbart conspiracy to lie. And he ran along along with the president of the NAACP. To force out one of the commissioners. And her name was Shirley Sherrard. And now Biden wants to put her, put him back into as the head of this agency. And I thought I had all of that that particular sound bite. It was also two minutes. Two minutes is something wrong. But I guess I don't have it. But I am vehemently opposed to Bill Sachs. 
return as head of the department to run the department after what he did to Shirley Sherrard. Shirley Sherrard is also in this clip that I don't have. <laughs> she She's in agreement with Biden. She says that Bill Sepulchett called her and apologized. And I would like to have asked Shirley Sherrard what she would have said to him face-to-face when she had to resign after only being on that job for 10 or 11 months. You have to stop tiptoeing with Republicans. You have to make it You have to make it your business to fight them as they fight you. There's a consumer alert, protection alert, ad by Republicans for the rule of law. Warns Fox and Newsmax of new Trump scam. I don't understand this. These um, right wing news agencies, they hope that your memory is very, very short. They hope that you will forget their nefarious reporting, if that's what you want to call it. One of the <laughs> one of the stories that caught my eye is a neo-Nazi Trump supporter accused of skipping out on a $14 million debt. That's $14 million debt. Notorious neo-Nazi Andrew Anglin was taken to court again Friday for allegedly ignoring a multi-million dollar legal judgment a Montana real estate agent who secured a $14 million judgment against a neo-Nazi website publisher for orchestrating an anti-Semitic harassment campaign against her Jewish family in seeking a court order compelling the man to disclose information about his assets. His life's about to be a living hell. The AP reported Friday, 
Tanya's Garish, attorney, said in court filing Friday that Andrew Anglin, founder and operator of the Daily Storm, well, Daily Stormer, hasn't paid any portion of the August 2019 judgment and has ignored their request for information about his whereabouts, his operation of the website, and other assets. In February, Anglin announced laying off writers at the Daily Stormer after his supporters failed to donate enough money. <laughs> Everybody like this. This right, these people on the right side have some of the stupidest, the dumbest supporters. And I don't use that, I don't say that lightly, Judge. Dana Christian in Montana ordered Anglin to pay over $4 million compensatory damage and $10 million in punitive damages to Gershon, who is represented by lawyers from Alabama-based Southern Poverty Law Center. The court entered the default judgment against Anglin after he failed to appear for his scheduled deposition. Gersh, attorney, the AP reported, Gersh's lawyer also on Wednesday asked the court to sanction Anglin for his continued lack of cooperation. They're seeking details about recent financial transactions, donations, and debts, as well as documents related to his bank accounts, cryptocurrency, and holding domain names. So now, here's the neo-Nazi publisher of the right-wing Newspaper, the Daily Stormer. And I think that would serve and should serve as a wake up call for many of the people on the right. And it's just a, it's just an example of what can be done and what should be done. That's an example of taking off the gloves. Do everything you can, do, do whatever you want, and take off the gloves. 516. Six 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 nine five one six. You have to press one. 
to give him the whole skew. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I would like to um, hear from you. I would like to hear from you on the favorable ruling, not like the surprises, but um, that's where we are. The coronaviruses have taken another 3,000 people, 3,000 more. Yesterday it was 3,100 deaths. Today the only number I got was over 3,000. I think Donald Trump should be offered up at the head for crimes against humanity. I think Donald Trump should basically face negligent homicide charges because he knew when he lied about it. He knew he lied, Americans died. That's a clear cut. There's nothing else to bring up. I don't believe that Nancy Pelosi should seat these 126 sedition, seditionists at least make them jump through some hoops following these clowns down this rabbit hole. Because if you allow them to get away with it, someone more qualified will come along and try the same thing. Our democracy dodged a bullet. And I hear the advertisement saying that look at what we've done. Black voters, look at what we've done. Along with the Hispanics and the whites who stood with us. But basically, like men and women, have saved democracy. And saved democracy this time. And if you go and just let it, you move forward and don't look back, it will happen again. That's right. I keep saying it because the truth must be spoken more than once. The gloves have to come off. 
be it balancing the Supreme Court? And I saw the guy he was on, I believe he was on Rachel's show, or he was on All In with Chris Hayes. He he spoke about not only balancing the court, he spoke about term limits with the court, and that's how you change the court. But adding four new members. Should be the way to go. I said ten A. They say four. So at this point we'll just sit that over here and circulate. You know the biggest the biggest lie that we've pushed back against on their territory. The biggest lie is the lie of socialism. Socialism. Here's the socialism anthem. It's only a minute long. 561, I see you. Now I'm coming straight to you right after this. Socialize, such a dirty word when it helps the sick and needy, but rationalized when it's disguised as tax cuts, tax breaks, loopholes, subsidies, buyouts and bailouts for the rich and corporate greedy. What will it take for, for us, us to wait before Trump, Trump destroys our nation with his hateful, hurtful, cruel and corrupt administration that destroys life, liberty, truth and justice in the name of being tough? How many more lives and destroyed lives before we say enough? Greed and global climate change are just two problems we face. And if we can't solve just those two, we'll lose the human race. What will it take for us to wake before the tipping point is tipped and we the people finally realize we the people have been ripped off by the cop? It cannot stop. It is controlled by greed. And I'm so freaking sick and tired of getting GOP'd. Sponsored by Wickline Family. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of getting GOP'd. Five one six 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 nine five one six. Let me go to the phones. Five six one. Welcome to the Alpha Show. Thank you for calling Truth Works Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. Hey, Alpha. Hello, Janice. How Thank are you I? for inviting me to call. I want to remind well, you, you invited me. You were talking, you were talking smack in the chat room, and I figured it's easier to speak it, to speak it. <laughs> well, you know, on, on on the face of it, and you've 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 covered a lot of stuff in in a uh, a very short time. 
But uh, on the on the face of it, and these halfwits who voted Trump Trump people, they're on Poller, uh, Paler, or whatever the hell it's called, uh, their version of Twitter, calling for succession. And uh, immediately, of course, we had to, uh, some people have tried to correct them that they don't want succession, they want secession, which is different. Because succession is a TV show on HBO that I absolutely love and encourage anybody to watch because it really, really gives you an insight into the matter of the 1% and into the matter of capitalism in America and into the matter of media in America. So, but that's not why I called. I, I, I think we ought to be disturbed. And I hope that in the coming days that people begin to discuss it, that we had two Supreme Court justices who agreed that the Texas suit should be heard at the Supreme Court. Notwithstanding that this suit, the individuals or the states involved in this suit had no standing. Texas had no standing. But these two nitwits who uh, are, are, are simply party, I mean, these are two very prominent people. Alita and, um, and, and Thomas are very prominent in the Federalist Society whose ideology um, is built on a foundation of the separation uh, of states' rights from federal matters in in federal mat uh, in federal and uh, and federal government. So I'm I, I'm not understanding other than they are owned and bossed by the party, the GOP party, uh, and it, it's it's just mind boggling. And um, I don't want people to think, and you keep talking about, you've been talking about for years about people taking off the gloves. And one of the things is that glove, to me, when you take off the gloves and you go for the street fight, then one of the things you do is you start organizing to impeach Supreme Court justices. When they well, are willing to participate, when they are willing to participate in seditious activity, it is contradictory to the oath that they take as justices. Now, many people are talking about the 126 who signed on to to this the, the you know um, the 106 members of the congress some of them have not been sworn in so
So they really don't have any oath of anything right now. So they can't be charged with sedition, but the rest of those thugligans can be charged with seditious activity. Yes. For wanting to um, overturn uh, an election. But keep in mind that, and and this is what, you know, the reason, the real reason that I call is to point out that this is the rise of the new confederacy. These are people who, despite standing law and the Constitution, want to overthrow those things which would govern them that they don't like, laws that would govern them that they don't like. So they're calling for secession from from the United States, uh, I say somebody get to pen and pencil and figure out what the relocation costs are going to be. Let them go wherever they want to go. But then we have to consider uh, relocation would also cause displacement. So, you know, because I was suggesting, I would suggest that they have North, North Dakota. Let them have North Dakota. Uh, let them have Alaska. Give Here's the problem. For me, here's the problem with that. It's one thing to for them to succeed. Let them succeed, but take them take the land, which makes them immigrants. Then you treat them like immigrants. Oh. According to our Constitution. Now imagine the greatest states up and down the Beltway of the United States. The red states, you go dollar for dollar. If you put a dollar into the tax coffers, you get a dollar out to the socialism. And the welfare state that they are, they need to be uh, awakened from this nonsense about not following uh, an election. Well, so so what you're suggesting, Alpha, is that they should denounce their citizenship. And 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 um, cancel it. Right. Mhm. I mean, for, for, for however, for for however they're gonna do it is okay by me. Um, but I think it also I think it also tells us that when Trump is pulled away, thrown away, whatever happens to him on January 21st, that because he needs the stream of income on his rallies, that he will continue to invoke these people into this kind of activity. And we will see 
a kind of friction and tension, especially racial um, tension that will go way beyond uh, the Biden administration. Because he's already tweeted tonight that um, the Biden administration will expand the Supreme Court to 26, which I don't think Joe Biden has said anything about that. But, you know, he's a liar. He's a pathological liar, so he'll say anything. The other is that um, we have midterms coming up next November. And with these rallies, the Democrats are really going to have to put a lot of money and boots on the ground to fight back, to beat back what is going to happen from February to November in regard to both the House and the Senate and some of the state, uh, key state uh, positions. Uh, In order for Trumpism not to take over, imagine for a moment the these 128 people involved in this Texas suit being in charge, having power, having control. It also implicates the importance of uh, what's going to happen in this Georgia Senate um, uh, race runoff. Well, Janice, you speak of them being in power and in control. Do you think once they get into power and in control, they're going to give a damn about the Constitution? The My rule point of exactly. Law? My point exactly. They're not going to give a damn about it. No, they're not. And that's my point exactly. And that's why that's why Joe Biden can't afford coming in and losing the support of the people who brought him to the dance. And why I was so um, disturbed by what I heard, which I'm going to play on my program tomorrow night, the full... Uh, audio of the meeting that he had with civil rights leadership on yesterday. Um, So I think that we have to be concerned past the idea that uh, the the Electoral College will meet, uh, they will certify uh, Joe Biden as the president-elect, and we have—I mean, Donnie was so upset about what happened at the Supreme Court because he thought he owned the Supreme Court that he didn't right. even attend his own Christmas party tonight. Yeah, super spreader to White House. Yeah, and they—they they, they got a picture of him sitting there. With his hair all muffed, and he's uh, pouting. He's, no, he's he didn't attend at all. That was last night, the party, the State Department's party last night. 
but tonight was the White House Christmas party, and he refused yeah, he, to attend. Yeah, he was. Um, he was going to spread some more seditious um, BS. Yeah, and the people yep. were going to just the people the people were going to eat it up, and they were going to run yep. to the to the front line to the. They were going to go to the masses. Well, well, I think Greg Greg Abbott talking about the AG of Texas. I think that he pretty much guaranteed he uh, tonight that he won't be getting a pardon. And he's got some very serious. He's been indicted on some very serious um, charges yeah. for securities fraud yeah. and and oh, yes. and, and new. Excuse me? Don't he have state charges, too? Yeah, he has some state charges around uh, abuse of office. So, um... He's got got indictment. He's got uh, state indictment. He's just under investigation in uh, these federal things that uh, he was trying to get a pardon about, but... uh, the state charges he's got, he's under indictment. He's got a court date and everything for that. Yep. So um, I think that he he actually filed this suit and 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 led the effort um, as a favor to Donald Trump in order to get a pardon on the securities fraud charges. And if that is so, then Donald Trump is guilty of taking a bribe for a pardon. So in order to avoid that particular charge, a federal charge, because you know, when when you're in when you're when you're charged with a federal crime in depositions and uh, court proceedings and discovery, anything can come up, additional charges. So I'm sure that Donald Trump's legal team has advised him that he should not be in the position of giving Greg Abbott a pardon because if he does, it can be seen as the same thing as what happened with the president of Ukraine, which is a bribe, a quid pro quo. You do this and I'll do this, um, and I'll do that. So um, Greg Abbott can forget about, I think, getting a, a pardon from Donald Trump, which he needed. So it, it, it's like it, it's like a rat's nest. Of things, and you know, if we had the kind of political and organization infrastructure that we needed to do the necessary research, you take all 106 of those representatives, and and you notice the Senate. None of the Republicans in the Senate participated in this. Even Mark Meadows didn't participate. 
didn't sign off on this brief. So um, it, it, it becomes so necessary for us to tick them off one by one. You tick off Alito. I mean, and, and, and the thing is that most of these Trump backers have never even seen the threat DeSantis. DeSantis being investigated by professional investigators to find out what's the thread, what's holding him with, um, you know, and I know one of the things is that Donald Trump used the power of political uh, of political foreign interference to steal the election from Andrew Gillum for Ron DeSantis. That's one of the things. Now that he's the governor, I'm not sure what the other stuff is other than the threat of disclosure, but the threat of disclosure would also disclose some other stuff that I I, I can't figure it out. But all of those people need to be ticked off. You tick them off one by one in an investigation. Even the threat of investigation will make some of them back the fuck off. But we haven't done that. That's my point. We have not taken the bills off. Democrats, progressives are being led by the timid and moderate Democrats. Mm-hmm. Who, who you know, I, 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 yeah, I mean, like um, Pascarelli from New New, New Jersey, um, he is absolutely right. I, I think that's his name, Pascarelli. But Bill Pascarelli, yeah, okay. And he wrote to Nancy Pelosi. Do you think for a minute Nancy Pelosi is going to even give pause to that letter about these 106 people who he is suggesting should not be sworn into the House? That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. That's why Nancy Pelosi should be challenged. At this point, I'm not saying Nancy Pelosi has, is is a hell of a politician, but at this point, the last six, six to seven years, she's basically falling short of being the the boss that they that the media has portrayed her to be for standing up to Donald Trump. You're you're, you're absolutely right. She's She's taking swipes at him rather than punching, um, and that's her downfall. And I think that if she had done that in regard to the Mueller investigation, I think if she had done that in regard to the impeachment proceedings and the impeachment proceedings had included other articles of impeachment, uh, a very specific Articles of impeachment. Um, she that that and, and that she orchestrated it in the background. 
you know, the, the, the Republicans in the Senate had no reason not to support Donald Trump. And the Democrats failed to give them reason. If you do this, this is what we will do. You know, and I think Pelosi and Schumer, it's time for them to go. But I do want to, I know I've been on a long time, but I do want to go to one one other thing that you discuss, and that's the issue of Tom Vilsack. Marsha Fudge lobbied, the the Congressional Black Caucus lobbied, for Marsha Fudge to get the U.S. Um, DA job. I'm not sure, other, other than the fact that Marsha Fudge was a mayor, I'm not sure why she was placed, at, she was nominated to be the HUD secretary. But I believe that she was nominated to be the HUD secretary because they wanted Tom Vilsack back in that seat, the one that she wanted, the cabinet post she wanted. Vilsack screwed the black farmers. Vilsack made one of the biggest, uh, made one of the biggest mistakes of a, in a, in a cabinet position that has been made uh, and they survived in any administration. He used bad information. He fired, he not only fired Shirley Sherrod, who was a, a well-known and respected servant working with black and white farmers and rural small businesses, and he used bad information. And on top of the ba- using the bad information to fire her, he insulted her. And his right. apology right. was as empty as any apology that you can get. I mean, Shirley Sherrod... <laughs> Told told me on my show, if you remember, remember what she said. She would never work for the government again. She said that. Right. So, <clears throat> so here you have a person that has all kinds of political bruising, and Joe Biden. I mean, you know. Part of this is the Obama playbook that he wrote for Joe Biden because because he has so much sway. And I think Biden is being directed by the Obama circle. Susan Rice, my God, what, what, what the hell? For domestic policy, Susan Rice is a foreign affairs expert. But they're putting people in place who will carry the water 
for the for the I don't know the rebirth of uh, the Obama era. You know, and, and my concern as an American citizen, I am American citizen. I think I'm American citizen. But anyway, sometimes I don't think I'm American citizen. Sometimes I think I'm an immigrant. But uh, here we are, knowing the the damage and everything. We didn't have much coming into the Trump era. Now they're trying to take us back to the place where we didn't have much. Because their normal is going back. We need a new normal in this country. My God, I mean, let me, can I just say this? I just want to play a game with you for a minute, Alpha. And maybe I should wait till tomorrow night at 10 o'clock to play games on my own show, but I just want to play this game with you. If Joe Biden were the progressive that he needs to be, if Joe Biden respected the fact that black people brought him over River Jordan, if Joe Biden wanted to overcome America's mangling by Donald Trump, the first thing that he would do is set aside five months. Every American every American uh, citizen gets $2,000 a month. Right. right. What that you would do was secure the, 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 the midterms and secure the Democrats. I mean, I... I you know the, the the dilemma for us as black people is that we we really don't have any we don't have a political infrastructure under which to operate that will give us enough control and power to be a third party i spent five years of my life trying to pull together a third party just for black people just to, but we don't talk about that. But anyway, um, so um, you know, you need to kick this person out of your chat room. Fuck her. But anyway, him, her, whatever. But anyway, um, you know, I'm I'm coming to the airways in this way. I'm taking no I am no long after what happened last Saturday, after that, I'm taking no goddamn prisoners. Are there, because are the coming this, <laughs> this thing is the the train wreck. And and I wanna know if Joe Biden is willing to save his party. It ain't my party. Or his you know, I'm, I, 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 I want to know if he, because here is what's going to happen. If the Democratic Party loses power in 2024 or the midterms, 
are even in the Senate in January. The Confederacy is going to be up their ass, and it'll be forever, and it won't get fixed, not in my lifetime. They never go home. Because they never go home. They they always, they always, they're always there. They're always there. You know, and, and people are Hello? saying to me, people have been calling me all day, want to have talk shows on the telephone, and and. I haven't really been in the mood, but I, I would I will say this: if if that happens, it will be it will be a split in both of the two parties that we have now. Look at look at what the Tea Party accomplished. And look at where they started from. The Tea Party has turned into QAnon. And now QAnon is about to, is taking hold in the Republican Party. And now they're about to take over. And in the Democratic Party, they just go along as quietly and, and, and dormant and docile and the whole nine yards. Well, then it I'm looking for who is this? That's what I just told you. No. Mass three. Don't, 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 Alpha. Don't engage. Don't. Just don't. I can't help it. I can't help it. I, it's, it's, it's just so stupid. They, they are just yeah. so stupid. Half with. You've got, you know, you've got a federal government. There's 3,000 people dying a day. Yeah. This clown is coming in here with the name of Mass Free America. I mean, don't, I, don't. I, I just, you know, I, 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 but, 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 but here's the deal. The the federal government has the U.S. government has executed in the last two years eight people on death row, and they now have four people who are scheduled. One of them um, was is a person who's going to be executed next week, is a person with the IQ of less than 75. One of them was Brandon, who was executed night before last, and he wasn't even the shooter in, 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 in the crime. He was there. But the shooter... Yeah, the shooter went free. I'm not sure how all of that happened, but the Supreme Court turned down today the appeal of the young man who is, I I think he's 32 or something like that, been on death row for 17 years. 
and now they're going to ex- execute him with an IQ of less than 75. Mm-hmm. I, I do have to well, say that Sotomayor, Sotomayor and uh, Kagan were dissenters in it. Okay, well, so, there, there you go. Unless you pick these people off, unless you pick these people off one by one, you know, and I hope, I hope on January 21st that the state police of New York picks up Eric, picks up Donald, picks up all of them. Melania says she's ready to go and she wants to get out of here. Let her go back to Sylvania uh, with her porn star Einstein visa. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was. Uh, so, that's, that's basically said a mouthful here tonight, and um, I want to <laughs> I want to thank you for your contribution. <laughs> I want to thank you for your and I want to tell your friend in my, in your in your your I want to tell you your friend in your chat room. Don't even try it. Well, I've got a, um, I've got a call waiting. Maybe that's her. Okay. <laughs> okay, and, I'll uh, call. All right, Janice. Thanks for calling. Okay, bye-bye. Janice Jenner was on Common Brown. That is heard Saturday nights. I see you 404, and I'm coming to you. Um, we will um, eventually have to face it all. Those who um, are Americans and those who just call themselves Americans. 404, thank you for calling the Alpha Show. Welcome to TruthWorks, where the truth must be spoken more than once. Indeed. How you doing, Alpha? Hey, how's it going? No, hey, man, this is Nash down here in Atlanta. Uh, shout out to Janice as well. Uh, good to hear both of y'all tonight. Uh, I see Janice is letting them four-letter words go. Hey, this is the time for that. If there's any, if there was ever a time for that, this is now. So, uh, yeah, love to hear her that candid. Uh, it's going to be interesting, though. Tell Janice, uh, you know Pascal's going to be calling in. He's going to be jumping on y'all about old Joe and, and some of the things we're seeing right now. And I'm definitely going to tune in to hear Janice uh, talk about that soundbite from Biden talking to civil rights activists the other day, uh, which is kind of expected. Uh, as you said, the moderate uh, centrist Dems, they're timid in the face of right-wing terrorists, uh, right-wing <laughs> fascism. Uh, but with the left, they get aggressive. They get tough with the left, which is an interesting dynamic to have in the country to where we just had an election where the biggest amount of young folks ever came out to vote, and they don't want to put climate change. They don't want to put another stimulus bill. Like anything that young folks would be energized by, Biden uh, appears to be walking away from. Uh, the Shirley Sherrod, uh situation, of course, that was, 
That's deplorable. The fact that they would bring that guy back. Uh, interesting that they would that they would do that. But the one thing is, if he's ever pressed hard enough, I, I would I would I would be I wouldn't be shocked if he blamed the administration because remember, this was during the Obama administration. This was during the early earlier days of social media where I think people thought dogpiling was actual real constituency, uh, you know, feedback. They didn't understand that on social media groups dogpile issues to push them into trending topics and to make things seem bigger than what they are. So the Project Veritas uh, con men ran that video on Shirley. Uh, the Obama administration immediately buckled, had that sister pull over to fire her as she's driving down the street doing the people's work. That, that's how disgusting that was. But, uh, well, y'all done talked about a lot. Not only did he call for her to resign, but the head of the NAACP mm-hmm. also was calling for her to resign. They, they were, they were mm-hmm. both duped by the, um, by the Breitbart uh, article. And the 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 just mis misinterpretation. Well, 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 well Alpo, it, it's a video now where if you watched it, it would be completely obvious that this was a copied and pasted, clipped, and you know what I mean, terrible wow. <laughs> made up video. But back then, I guess you could say people were a little more gullible about things, so I guess they fell for it. It's hard to say because because yeah. you got. One side of me that says the honesty of, oh, hey, you know, they were older. They, they're not the generation of the Internet. They kind of fell for it. The other side of me says, no, this is typical centrist behavior. Uh, surrender immediately to the right and fight the left like that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's why, that's, why it, 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 that's why it won, because the people had supposedly had a sense of decency. And even though, even though she knew that this was wrong, she capitulated. She she gave, and the people around her just dropped their heads and looked the other way. This is a yeah. this is a fight. This is a this is a war. And every time you turn and around, you got a war, right you don't now, want to line up with centrists. Exactly. Right now we have a, a worry about a Russian uh, site that uh, has a Trump's enemy list. And an enemy, enemy list of, you know, Trump's enemy. Trump can say, well, I don't know anything about it. But if they work in conjunction, they work together. And that's what yeah, the, well, the look, people on the left well, Yeah, the, the, the Russian thing is going to be a problem, but the domestic issue you guys were talking about earlier is probably a bigger problem. A country probably can't exist with, with two different realities. So right now we have a country right. where there are some people who see an event and say, hey, I saw an event, X, Y, and Z happened. And now you've got a whole other section of the country who says uh, that video was fake, that event didn't happen the way that you think it was, it was a contrived, uh, planned event. You know what I'm saying? Like you got people who are saying masks are the problem. You got people who are saying COVID is a hoax and all these other crazy things that they're saying. So how can a country exist with two different realities? That's something that we're actually going to find out in the United States. 
And and the thing with 45 is, regardless of all these challenges or different ways he's trying to, they were trying to say they're going to challenge the election or whatever, the bigger gambit there has always been the more black people that are able to get access to the vote, the bigger problem for their party. Now, by sowing these seeds of doubt in the electoral process, they're going to be able to come back and attack all of these localities with, you know, all of the old school voter suppression, you know, tactics that they've used over the past 40 years. And and to me, that's a bigger issue than even the idea of 45 trying to, you know, contest the election is them trying to figure out a way because no matter what, they are my, uh, they have a minority voting block and an aging voting demographic. How do they stop the young people and all of the people of color, the progressives, the liberals, all these other people from saying they will have a different vision of the country? Their answer has always been voter suppression. So to me, that that's the big that's the big one coming down the you know coming down the pipe. And as India said, when we talk about the midterms. If Joe's not throwing enough fuel on the fire in the idea of progressive policies that are actually popular, that the young folk and a lot of the voting demographic want, I mean, this is 2008 or 2010 all over again, to where you have a popular right. movement, you rise in and you allow that movement to atrophy, the other party comes in, and now we got gridlock, you can't get anything done, and a moron beats the next contender in an election. Because you don't have anything to actually, you know, <clears throat> proclaim a victory for your constituents, so they get a little lethargic about coming out for you. So I mean, it's have the Democrats learned anything in the last ten years? No, I don't know. No, no, no. They they are still. You look how long it took Nancy Pelosi to come up with only two. Two charges against the president, and he had so many. Right. There were so many mm-hmm. that, uh, but they wanted they wanted to only use the two because they those were the ones that they could prove right now. My thought was mm-hmm. was to uh, drag this into deep water, closer and closer to the election, the better it, it was, because the Republicans who allowed this to. Uh, Fester for this president to continue, and when he let him continue, he lied to the American people, and now three hundred thousand Americans are dead. Are right. dead because he lied. He wanted to downplay it, and the uh, Woodward tapes should be taken and played. Over and over and over in a loop, and this mm-hmm. is what failed leadership looks like. This is what failed leadership looks like. Right, it's right, the, right. It's, it's, it's all the, fun and games where you're having a, a podcast and talking about how you want your government to run like a business. Okay, what happens when you actually have to run a government like a business with somebody who's unqualified and unfit to understand how government works, and you get hit with a pandemic? Now what? His priority is getting reelected. Meaning what? Downplay the 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 <laughs> the pandemic. Downplay uh, the the slowing of the economy and everything else because his major concern is getting reelected. What happened? Chaos. 
outright worst case scenario of all major nations, well, all nations on this earth, we have the worst outcomes, even though we had access to more materials and resources than other nations did. What does it come down to? Bad leadership in a time of crisis. And the fact that the Republican Party has created this monster and now doesn't know what to do with it, and by the monster, I don't mean 45. I mean the people who are susceptible to 45 through a long-term use of, of the Rush Limbaugh's of the world and other right-wing hysterics, you know, they've read and listened to for years upon years upon years. It becomes a certain point where you don't get that dopamine effect. You need a bigger drug. Now Fox News doesn't give you that same high. So you need OAN. Right. You need that real conspiracy dope. You know what I'm saying? So you, you create the constituency that is reliant on conspiracy YouTube videos and ridiculous ideas about how the world works. Now you have to govern well, with that as your base. Well, and that's the whole that's the whole deal. They have gone from now Fox News is under threat from Newsmax. And they're under threat from <laughs> right. Newsmax because Newsmax were were willing to accept QAnon and oh, oh, what was it? Owing, owing something to, you know, OAN, yeah. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you you get, that's all they do. The uh, Daily Caller is basically out of business. But you have so many of these. (laughs) When you move to the right of the Daily Caller, it's time to have a meeting with your party. And the evangelicals who told us for years that they were actually Christians and they just, you know, they move morally first and politically second. What we find out is they're not only not moral, they actually don't even understand politics or have any idea about politics. Their politics is our land and your land. And they have decided who should be the outgroups. And it's basically color-coded by race. And, and, you know, these are going to be difficulties for the Republican Party, period. Because say what you want to say, their donors are going to have a tough time trying to figure out how to stay in lockstep with a group that has a herd mentality and has decided that their version of the world is the only true version of the world. So that's going to be difficult. But the Dems, on the other hand, uh, you know, we're we're in a a time where all things are possible. What Janet just talked about, $2,000 a month stimulus. You wouldn't do that as some kind of giveaway to people. You're doing that because you want to what? Stimulate the economy. Rent gets paid. Cars get, uh, car notes get paid. Refrigerators get bought. Grocery stores get, pay, get paid for. Lights, water, gas, electricity, everything. That moves your economy. You're not doing the stimulus because we're a socialist nation, which I wish we were, but we're not. You're, you're doing the stimulus because you want to keep things settled until what? Your economy can open back up again in full, and then you can start to take off from there. But this whole right. narrative where they're even pushing back on that, you know, Alpha, like this is crazy. And well, France down, doing two thousand a month. Canada is doing two thousand a month. Yeah, uh, what's the name? Uh, um, one of the Nova Scotia countries, Sweden, Norway, one of the Nova Scotia countries. There was a there was a chart. This chart had the at least six uh, countries they were giving mm-hmm. to their 
uh, people who got a check and people who were affected by the pandemic. One of the countries, right. one of the socialist countries, were given three thousand eight hundred dollars per month mm-hmm. to each and every one of the citizens who were getting a paycheck, and they haven't missed a beat, <laughs> and, and they've wrestled the virus a lot better than we have. When you hear Republicans talking about socialism. You should tell them one thing. This is only necessary because of the lack of leadership of a Republican Party, a Republican president. We have to maintain our economy, not not shut it down. Right. And he shut it down. Right. Then he turned around and he opened it back up real fast, too soon. And look at look what we've got. Somebody talked him into herd immunity, and that's what he looked <laughs> Which for. is insane. He started, Which is insane. He started, if we think three hundred thousand deaths is bad, if we tried herd immunity, we'd be talking about in the millions. Like that's how crazy that is. Nobody right. globally has even thought about trying herd immunity. That's not a real answer uh, to a pandemic. The answer is shelter in place social distance, do what you can, pay people to stay home so people aren't spreading and, and, and transmitting the disease other places, and then you ride it out. Like th- That's the, the best policy that has been figured out globally, and that's why other nations have better outcomes than we do. But, you know, when you start to look at this, man, it, at a certain point it becomes this. It's like, okay, you do understand you're going to hurt your economy more by constantly having to start, restop, start, restop, as opposed to doing an extended stay-at-home shutdown and getting things correct and then dealing with, you know, a lower rate of transmission, a lower rate of fatalities, and you're able to open up in a better way to where you can continue to have your economy. How did you get through the Great Depression? Government stimulus. How did you get through World War I, World War II? Government stimulus. This idea that government, government stimulus is some kind of evil thing is insane. Right. The government has always been the last resort. And the government mm-hmm. has always come through. And that's what that's what progressives and moderate Democrats don't understand. Well, the moderate Democrats don't. And that's why they train right. to the cries of socialism. And socialism is simply a way of life. We have capitalism here in the United States, but we have 60, 60 socialist programs that have worked in the United States for 40, 50 years. Wow. And there's there's not an economy in the world that's not a mixed economy. You have a mix of socialism and a mix of capitalism. For the, for the things that the market doesn't solve, you have things that the government solves. Same, you know, that's they, all over the globe. So the idea that this is socialism, and that, that goes to another thing, because then we say, okay, if the Republican Party truly cared about 45, why the hell did they send him out with the Bernie Sanders attack book against Joe Biden? They fought Joe Biden with the Bernie Sanders battle, <laughs> battle guide. Call him a socialist. Say he's going to transform the country in ways that people can't believe and all that stuff. Like, no, Joe Biden's a 
centrist. He's been that all his life. Like the idea that Joe Biden would be close to socialism or would bring in socialism is laughable. But somehow they allowed them to, to trot that out as the way to attack Joe Biden. Well, weird strategy. It, 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 uh, it's, it's basically, it's basically um, a, no, a, a no-brainer. And if, and if people had, you know, I've heard a lot of people speak on uh, AOC and they dislike her. And I asked them, well, what is it about her you don't like? And their answer to me is, is her mouth. She just, she just talks, 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 talks. This is, this, to me, and I told them, <laughs> you were simply, you sound real foolish because there are things that she's speaking of that make a lot of sense. They're progressive, and we need to be doing them. And we're not, because every time AOC is mentioned, there is so much backlash from people on our side. Who should know better? People on our yeah, side. I mean, we hey, eat AOC our is own. a representative of Generation Z and Generation Y. The younger folk that's the majority of them, how they feel about different issues. Climate change is the number one issue. And the other thing that she talks about as far as gender and uh, sexual orientation and uh, the fight for 15 and all these other things she talks about, that's what those young folks care about. So the idea that you're going to push away this person who actually has their ear is insane when we're putting people like Feinstein up there who probably doesn't know what she's doing as she hugs the other side uh, during the, this contentious period during, during the vetting for well, Supreme I Court mean, justice. And look at the Senate floor. You've got Vice President-elect on the Senate floor because she's still a senator and she had to be there. And who walks up and gives her a fist bump? Lizzie, Lindsey Graham. Yeah. Lindsey Graham walks up to man. her and they get a fist bump. And I'm like, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> that was really disappointing. I mean, this is, this is, this is working that somebody seeing your wife hugged up with another man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I hate to use that kind of analogy, but that's what it looked like. That's what it felt like to me. Because that felt yeah. like a, the, the exposure of a betrayal two miles down the road. Right, now, right, she'll right, bump right, fences right, right. with Lindsey Graham, and two miles down the road, she's waiting with a sniper's full-scope rifle ready to shut your lights out. <laughs> because what, what, what did Malcolm say in, in, in the ballot of the bullet? Uh he can't be Dickie's friend and your friend too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It, it, it kind of comes down to that at a certain point. Even though, like I said, I, as low as my expectations are for that party, I do have higher expectations for Kamala than I do for the rest of them. Uh, she's competent. She's good at what she does, even though I don't agree with most of what she thinks and says. She's a, to me, I think she's a little to the left of Obama. Not much. 
like barely a, a shove, a half a push to the left of Obama. But to me, that's better than the typical neoliberal kind of consensus uh, from the, you know, from the DNC. But yeah, there's, there's going to be a reckoning in both parties. And, and Janice talked about a third party, the viability of one, which is really difficult as she, you know, she explored it. So she really knows as opposed to us who just thought about it. But both parties are good at mobilizing at this point, but both parties are bad at organizing, uh, figuring out well, what their constituents actually want and having the wherewithal to go through with it despite their donors' wishes. Both parties at a certain point, the ceiling is what the donors want. That's well, going to be something of, that's going to have to – there's going to be a breakthrough on one of the sides. Well, I don't, I don't foresee there being a breakthrough soon. Republicans, their ideology is one of projection, mm-hmm. conspiracy, and lies. To paint some of this, when you don't have ideas and facts, you create your own. Right. And at that point, you have to not only create your own, you have to pound on the table to distract. You have to point fingers to yep. distract. But there's there's never a policy, artful policy coming from the Republican Party. You know, people ask, oh, oh why? it's been a long time since we've heard what Republicans are actually for that weren't descriptive exactly. terms. Oh, patriotism. Exactly. Oh, America first, freedom. you know, the, the scripture terms. Don't, don't leave policy wise, Right, right, right. Freedom, <laughs> you know, those things. All descriptive terms. But as far as meat and bones, actual policy, something you could drop on your foot or kick, there's nothing there because everything is consumed by attacking the other. This would be perfect if it wasn't for them. This would work if it wasn't right. for them. And then that's why they have to go right. back and back and back to try to figure out a way to when times were good, when deals were square. Uh, what, what did what did the brother say in B movie about Ronald Reagan? Uh, shout out to the brother Gil Scott Hamm. You know, it, it kind of invokes that sentiment. Back there was always well, I, better. I've, I've I've got that clip too. B movie, Gil Scott <laughs> I, I, I mean, I've got him singing just that part. Um, how did he go? Um, and here is the uh, racism is up, human rights are down. <laughs> Something I, I can't get. I'm, as a matter of fact, you got me frantically, frantically searching my archives here for B movie. Gil Scott Hill. Well, hey, hey, well, well, Alpo, it's all good. If you find it and can play it, I'm gonna definitely enjoy it. But look, shout out to you. Shout out to Janice. Everybody over at that network, I download your podcast to listen to on my on the train out here uh, when I'm rolling around, and you know, love the work y'all do, man. So I'm gonna hang back and listen. Hey. But as always, man, y'all keep doing the work, man. Love it. Hey, well, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, now. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. And 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 it's almost time for me to get out of here. So here it is.
before the free press went down before full court press and were reluctant to view the menu because they knew the only thing available was Crow. Lion Cheney, our man of a thousand faces. No match for Ron. Doug Henning does the makeup. Special effects from Grecian Formula 16 and Crazy Glue. Transportation furnished by David Rockefeller Remote Control Company. Their slogan is, why wait for 74% of Americans say yes. Should we end gerrymandering? 73% of Americans say yes. Should we allow Medicare for all? Single-payer health care in the United States. 
Now, again, you know, the morning shows on MSNBC would characterize that as an extreme left position. 71% of Americans say yes. By the way, every other developed country in the world has already done this. It's not rocket science. Should we disclose corporate spending on politics and lobbying? Transparency. 71% of Americans say yes. Should the NSA be required to get warrants before they spy on us? 71% say yes. Should we spend $400 billion a year, a modest sum, on infrastructure projects? Right? I mean, this is, this is Bernie Sanders. 71% of Americans say yes. Should we have debt-free college at all public universities? 71% of Americans say yes. Stephanie and others, this is not the far left. This is the center of America. Should we expand Social Security benefits? 70% of Americans say yes. Should we have a full employment act? Should the government be the employer of last resort, as Franklin Roosevelt was the last president to do with the WPA and the CCC when, when capitalism fails, like it did in 2008, and hundreds of the millions of people are thrown out of work, 700,000 people a month for month after month for a year? Should the government step in and say, if you can't find a job, we will create a job for you? 70% of Americans say yes. Should we retrain coal miners and oil workers for clean energy jobs? In other words, should we be promoting clean energy, wind, so 70% of Americans say yes. Should we end tax deductions for fines that Wall Street bankers pay when they rip us off? Did you know that, that they can deduct that, the fines that they pay? 70% of Americans say yes, of course. This is just common sense. These are all, you know, should, the, should we have transparency in trade negotiations? 66% of Americans say yes. Should tipped workers get the full, uh, full minimum wage? 64% of Americans say yes. Should we eliminate the electoral college? 65% of Americans say yes. Should community college be free nationwide? 63% of Americans say yes. Should all corporate political spending be required to be approved by shareholders? 66% of Americans say yes. Should you require a special prosecutor in every case that a police officer kills someone? 61% of Americans say yes. Should we guarantee net neutrality? Now, keep in mind, this was two years ago this study was done. The support for net neutrality has gone up since then, because back then, most people didn't even know what it was. 61% of Americans say yes, guarantee net neutrality. These are not far left positions. This is the, this is the center of America. Only the far left. Because this is what they want, this is what they won't do. This is what mainstream America, both Democrats and Republicans, are afraid to do. But this, the amount of people in America who want this to go this way are drowned out by the politics. I've run out of time. When injustice becomes law, Resistance. This has been another exciting episode of the Alpha Show. We appreciate your listenership. Thank you for joining us at TruthWorks Network, the Alpha Show. Join us next Wednesday, 10 p.m. That's where we are, and that's why it's almost the bewitching hour. It's almost checkmate. It's almost that time. The time is of no return. It's almost the time when we won't be able to recover because recovery simply will not be in the cards for us. We cannot, I repeat, we cannot continue down this road because this road is headed for the ultimate dead end. Mom.
Everybody thinks we're all mother. Who are they to judge us? Mother, mother. Simply call the sweet where I hang on. Thank you. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.